Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double Joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple Joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple Joy. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. I hope all Steelers fans just heard that from beginning to end and understand what a treasure, how lucky you are. You're so lucky. You have no idea how lucky you are. So lucky. The luckiest fans in the world. But you wouldn't know it from social media. Even this week, a bye week, you know, it's like, oh, let's 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 let our feelings uh, matriculate. I don't know what that means. Or even just take a break. Yeah, take your shoes off, take a load off, Annie, Fanny, as the band once said. But no, no loads must be taken off. Only loads put on. A lot of loads out there. It's what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation, exposing all the hot and toxic takes on the internet. More toxic than hot, for the most part. Yeah, are, where are the hot takes? I bring some hot <laughs> the takes. Hot takes if they they took a bye week and haven't come back. Just toxicity. I'm Kyle Kreiss, the king of the fancies. <laughs> I'm glad that's sticking around. With me is Greg Benevin. Hello. And on the ones and twos, the Modell Meatball, the walking felony, Rob Banks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How about the Browns, the Niner game, huh? The that motor- was amazing. I, I really yeah, was. so amazing. <laughs> I had the Niners kicker on my fantasy oh, team. Oh, did you? So, oh, yeah. seriously? Oh, my God. I think that's why I lost. All right, uh... And because my fantasies are just as bad as my realities. <laughs> There was a conversation we had about drafting kickers versus finding one. Like, it's, I'd love to see the stats. I bet it doesn't hold up very well. Yeah, that would have been a great topic for uh, <laughs> us. But no. A different podcast. A podcast that covers something other than We this. chose to talk about hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really affecting me mentally. I can see. I feel so bad that you do this. I know I say that every week, but I feel like I have to say it earlier and earlier in the episode. I keep saying this is I'll, I'm going to quit. And then mm-hmm. I keep we keep showing up. We keep hitting record. Ugh. It's our fault. The 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 well, call is yes coming from no. the building. Yes and no. It's it's not our fault. The takes exist. That, no, that, I may, that has to be made clear. No, but it's 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 our fault to try to uh, try to get any change of behavior. Oh, there. okay. Oh, I I thought we were just mocking it. The try, that we're affecting change. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, know? but you're right. And optimal optimally, you are correct. I was I was uh, I've been listening to the Lenny Bruce autobiography. Okay. And the you know someone asked him if he's trying to change, and he's like, I'm just trying to make people laugh. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, mm-hmm. so maybe we should just try to entertain. In a fallen world, perhaps the best—that's the best that can be done. Psych. Um, <laughs> coming up in the second half. Um, not only do we have the world premiere of the new song "Yins Didn't Start the Fire," <laughs> but we also are debuting. Uh, you know, because we always talk talk hot on these hot takes and toxic takes, and never let anyone get a chance to defend themselves. Mm. So, coming up in the second half, uh, we're letting one of the premier Steelers Twitter accounts 
come on here and defend their takes. Mm. And, you know, if it's if I do my job right, uh, they're going to have to turn in their towel. Oh, okay. Oh, that that's how it works. Wow. That's this right. Is this is high no... High stakes. It's no kangaroo court. It's the kangaroonie court. <laughs> coming up in the second half. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they have the if we'll see if they have the uh, the guts to show up. <laughs> but for now, let's get to the all important takes. Ugh. Starting with, you know, this is kind of the attitude this week. It's at Portersburg, Porter Portersburg. Do the Steelers want to lose? Honest question at this point. You know, let's finally get to the honest question. Do the Steelers want to lose? It's, you know, we're, we're five games in and, uh, you know, I don't even know what this is trying to say. Like, it's, uh, you know, because the fans have given up on the team in weeks past, but now they're, the fans are out. Is the team giving up on us? We, you know, we're not happy. But what makes this so perfect is that this was tweeted during the bye week. Yeah, yeah. Do they want to lose during the bye week? There is, I mean, that's, that's, if you ever want, what is this fandom and the toxic fandom in a nutshell? It is this exact thing. Do they want to lose on a week when they are not playing? You Steelers want to lose. I, you know, when I look at uh, Mike Tomlin or when I look at TJ Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, these guys don't care if they win or lose. They're just out there to collect the checks, right, and play pickleball and sell some El Paso salsa. And I'm assuming this person's complaining about uh, uh, Broderick Jones uh, being benched in favor of Dan Moore or uh, uh, Joey Porter Jr. not playing as much for Patrick Peterson. Is that I'm trying to find some logic to this, which, of course, is my own fault. Let's get to you. Oh, that's right. Because let you know. All of a sudden, the depth chart. Uh, you know, depth chart. Uh, just experts. I don't know. I can't think of a <laughs> D word to uh, to alliterate with that. But these depth chart Donnies mm-hmm. out there who are all so worried now about uh, who's starting when, and you know, and and they're starting to put my coach's name in their mouth. I, uh, you know, let's uh, let's go to at Colin Dunlap. Colin Dunlap so-called fan (laughs) Mike Tomlin trusted Trey Norwood Sean Davis Shamarco Thomas and Kendrick Green more as rookies than Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. I just don't get it ah we're not starting Broderick Jones and Joey Porter Jr. but we started Dan Moore Jr. we started Pat Fryermuth is there is there logic here is it's it's you know is Tomlin just not trusting Broderick Jones and Joey Porter I think what, I mean, trying, the best I can do for the devil's advocate for this particular position is that Broderick Jones played very well against the Ravens, and it feels like it's weakening, the t- to these people, it feels like it's weakening the team to put Dan Moore back in there after his injury. That's what I'm assuming this is about, but I mean, it's, if you include the next name that should be in this list, which is already Burns, the logic kind of falls apart. All these guys started because there was no one else to play those positions. I mean, those guys had been hurt, or there was no one, even remotely good, the veteran on this team that those guys had to start and that's how you ended up with disasters like Kendrick Green but um but yeah so I mean so the idea but I mean that is for as many rookies as the Steelers have played over recent years the goal wasn't to have to do that which is sort of the part of the reason of all these free agent signings in the first place people like Patrick Peterson I mean I I can sort of see the logic with Broderick Jones Jerry Porter Jr. it's more difficult for me because the guy is playing more and more snaps every game yeah well you know it's like instead of asking you know, whoa! I wonder what they're wonder what the coaches are seeing that we're not seeing on TV. Instead, it's like, oh, these coaches are obviously blind. They're not playing these guys. Well, there must be. There obviously is a reason that we don't know. 
And I mean, hopefully, yeah, optimistically, that would be the case. That even if it's not, I mean, why even optimistically? What you, like what is the other explanation? I, I don't. I mean, it, especially with Tomlin's mindset, where the idea is always it's to win the next game. I think. I think that's why people are acting up like this, but I don't know. I mean, I admit to being confused about the Broderick Jones, Dan Moore Jr. thing a bit myself, but I fall back on what you said. There must be something I'm not saying. They're seeing something that they don't they don't love, you know, they don't mm-hmm. love him yet. If we had to, that he would be starting because, yeah, like the Dan Moore season, uh, Kendrick Green, like in the mm-hmm. positions, we usually don't start rookies, rookie years. Right, but unless they have to. Unless they have to. And that was failures, the- other depth problems, yeah. So, you know, in, in being in a position where they don't have to start a rookie, mm-hmm. they must see something they don't like. And, you know, there must be a good enough reason. I Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I think that's these people are acting because they think Broderick Jones played this great game against the Ravens because that's what the analysis and the stats say. I don't know. I mean, the offensive line seemed to struggle a bit against the Ravens, but he himself graded perfectly. I've never understood how the individual grades of these guys uh, work. You know, I'm just, it's like, there, there's, there must be a reason. So mm-hmm. it's like you know. But hey, let's keep the tweets going. At the bets ninety three, Jeremy bets. If Dan Moore starts over Broderick Jones on Sunday, then Mike Tomlin has truly lost his touch. The fact it's a discussion right now makes me irate. What is the what touch did he lose? Did he lose what? It's, I mean, it's he's not. They're evaluating these players based on film and on practice you right know? the second part of it we cannot see we don't see the practice part of it we from the film part to uh, people i mean i guess it looks like jones is just as good if not better to these people than uh more it's the practice part of we don't know so presumably there must be something in the practice that would give more the uh, spot over him or even the film you know the, all these guys on twitter that are film junkies are just amateur they don't you know until i see uh Hodge come out there with the, you know, Dan Moore's a chump or whatever he said about Devin Bush. Um, until Which I had- was so clearly from the team. I mean, when, when, when Hodge went out and said that. And look at how correct that was. I mean, that really bolstered Hodge's uh, credibility. Well, until we see Hodge come out and, and say it, then I'm, you know, I, I don't trust these amateur film studiers and blah, whatever. PFF blah, blah. and all these other grades. Yeah, yes. whatever. I mean, it's mm-hmm. all it's all icing, but it, the, the cake of the matter is... Uh, wins and losses? I don't know. Right, you know? exactly. Yes. It, uh... Let's keep the Tomlin hate going. At TwillZ353, T-Wills, for all the Tomlin is a great coach, guys, a lot of losses, wild card losses, divisional losses, missed playoffs. Last five years, lost two wild card games and three missed playoffs. Time to go. <laughs> you know, but I look at some of those seasons and it's like, yeah, uh, you know, 2021, we made the playoffs maybe because Tomlin had a role in it, you know, Certainly. Um, you know, oh, we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, the duck year. But despite that, we had an undrafted quarterback and we still were knocking on the playoffs doorstep. These are because of Tomlin. Oh, if Mason hadn't uh, torn apart his uh, collarbone in that Jets game, they very well could have made the playoffs that year. Let's look at some of these other great coaches, you know, because it's not just you can say, oh, Tomlin last six years, nothing, nothing, nothing. But let's look at people like um, Pete Carroll. He's been two and five in the playoffs since 2016. Right. John Harbaugh, one and four in the playoffs since 2016. And one and six in his last seven against the Steelers. Okay. Sean Payton, three and four since 2016. It's, you know, these are the 
names that you would put on par with Tomlin or maybe even above him. Uh, of course, I didn't include Belichick and Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Well, I mean, the other thing is I do believe that when these uh, people make more criticisms against Tomlin in the future, we're going to be able to keep trotting out Sean Payton as someone that he compares favorably to. No matter how bad this goes, we're going to be able to compare him to Sean Payton. Wow. I just don't I, – I, I don't – agree with the playoff record as a one it's not just a one it's one it's not just one statistic oh because, it's a situational thing each yeah mm -hmm. you know in football as if anything if we saw this past week is that football is any given sunday with teams like cleveland beating the niners mm -hmm. um jets beating the eagles yeah so it's mm -hmm. like any given sunday is a thing and then especially so in the playoffs right um, perhaps Le'Veon Bell will show up five minutes before the game starts. Maybe Stefan too. It has an injury that no one, none of us knew about ahead of the game. You know, or maybe you know we don't snap a football over Ben's head on the first play um, in 2020 or 2021, whatever. You know, I mean, you know, that's just as legitimate as anything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, these these are the things. That, that's why it's you know one and done these games and all that kind of thing, and that's why a record's so impressive. Sure, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's I think. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I think about this in the context, like someone was talking about the press conference and Tom was getting frustrated with the questions. And I think it was Alan Saunders that brought up the point. Well, yeah, they're asking the same questions because the offense isn't improving. I think all these kinds of things from these people, you know, when people keep bringing this up, it's all just like one incoherent, just yelling about, we want to see the team win more. And however they get whatever tortured logic they get there is uh, nonsense. You know, just, you can keep uh, my tombstone or whatever. I'll take the W. Take the W. No mm -hmm. one's gonna be no one's gonna be talking about offensive stats uh, if you win in the playoffs. It's just gonna be all forgotten. We've already we kind of forget that 2021 was the worst rushing defense in team history mm -hmm. because you know we made it to you know even though it was the seventh seed against Kansas City, right? That was still a playoff season. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, and it's and we've seen some bad rush defense uh, since too. But yeah, but that was the absolute worst one. That is something that's easily forgotten with that team. And that was a playoff team, and mm -hmm. you know, it, it it all disappeared. You make it to the playoffs, and then, you know, who knows what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, more Tomlin hate. On the bye week, why? <laughs> At Alicia Dawn. Mm -hmm. That Alicia Dawn chick. Those chants can turn into Tomlin instead of Canada real quick, too. Eventually. I think Eventually? That we're, we're far, I, I mean, it's, it's... What would like, it take for a, to, a fire Tomlin chant? Oh, it'd have, to, it'd have to be two, three more years of missing the playoffs. I mean, it would. It would I think we're pretty far from that. Even the, even the lay fan, even the, the, the brain genius that is going to go to a Jets and Jaguars game with a fire Canada sign. It, uh, I, think, I th still think we're a few years away from uh, uh, the fire Tomlin chants. You know, we haven't had, I mean, Cower had six and ten seasons. We have Three in a row. You know, no, three out of four. Was it three in a row or three out of four? I thought it was, I, I mean, off the top of my head, I thought it was three in a row, but I could be wrong. At, uh, um, you mm -hmm. know, there was definitely talk that people wanted, you know, we're ready to move on. But if we haven't seen that kind of football in a long time. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. And it was three in a row because it was 98, 99, and 2000. And they barely missed the playoffs in 2000 because Peyton Manning gets it in uh, the last right, last game of the season. So yeah, but it's six but and it, ten. Barely made the play. Barely missed the playoffs. It, whatever the two thousand team was, that was the one. They couldn't have been playing. six and ten then. They weren't six and ten, but they were. I mean, they. But after three straight years of them not making the playoffs, then under. Kind oh of, yeah, well you mm. know what? Sometimes you don't make the playoffs. We've had ten and six teams that didn't make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I'm talking about we haven't seen a six and ten season in 
Two no, dec- no, two not decades. since 2003. And it's and even then, that was coming off of two seasons where they did make the playoffs, still that 6-10 uh, uh, and ten one. But yeah, but it's... So, I mean, it's like I said, it would take a while for even the, the, the casual fan to get to fire Tomlin. It would be, we're a long way from that. You know, it's, uh, we haven't had any, you know, just like, oh, well, f- winning seasons aren't is mediocre. Is it? Uh, you know, is, is 500 mediocre in the NFL? I think that if you're in the playoffs, you're in the top half, at least, of the league, if not Oh, yeah. More, no, more. no, no. And it's also, well, mediocre. The problem with mediocre is it's just the same as elite. What makes a team mediocre? Like, what For some people, elite is like, you know, 15 and 2. For a lot of people, mediocre is uh, 9 and 8, when really mediocre would be like uh, 7 and 10. Yeah. Like you know, and 9 and 8 mediocre. is not mediocre mediocre uh believe it or not uh true believer fans you know um nine and eight every season and and or better is actually elite is actually you know that's uh, consistency across time yeah wait you know when when tomlin starts putting up a six and ten season like cower puts up two or three of those maybe then we can start i will i still wouldn't chant it but maybe we could whisper it you know in the In our, uh, you know, in our Snapchat, in a private room with the doors closed, with the lights out, yeah. perhaps when there's no one else in the house, no recording, you know. <laughs> but give me a break. Some UVP it, equipment, yeah. Fire Tomlin chant. I would, you know, it's like I already want to give up on the fans, but <laughs> you start to fire Tomlin chants in stadium. That's it. We're a that's long it. way from that. That's it. I'm, I'm, you know, give me a reason. Give me a reason to go bane. Um, how about? <laughs> at S City Nation 412 Steel City Nation it's just time for Tomlin to go Terry Bradshaw was right the entire time Tomlin is not a good coach this is only come I only hear this from uh Twitter or you know maybe the absolute in the national media maybe like a Colin Coward but I don't even know if he's saying Tomlin has to go really right I, that's what I'm saying that's why I think it's it's we're so far from the quotes because from the people chanting it in the stadium because that would trickle down from like figures they respected and not someone who just you know somebody else took Steel City Nation already in lowercase letters so yeah you don't hear that coming from anyone you know, well, okay, so Terry Bradshaw's not a fan. But wasn't Terry's line basically like he's a great motivator, but not the best like X's and O's coach? Like even that, what I forget what the exact quote was, but it was something like that. And it wasn't that he's a bad coach necessarily. Like well, Terry was not smarter his, than that. He says it's not his style of coach. You know, he yeah. he had Chuck Knoll, the emperor, who uh, gave him PTSD that he still talks about today. So mm-hmm. I guess he wants more of a coach like that in Pittsburgh. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the people. Yeah, they want to win. I don't know that. I, I'm with you. I find that. I think also think that style isn't exactly going to work in an era of free agency. Well, and Bradshaw was also he he originally said that stuff on Jason Whitlock. So was it kind of catering to your that's uh, to your Yes. host that you were guest of so perhaps you know an audience yes. yeah right? like let him say that uh let him say that in front of me bradshaw come on he didn't say anything like that when when we had him on mario's show he oh just... okay well I mean, <laughs> that'd be wild if he said it to mario lopez though that, that would make the news well he didn't put it in the questions you know i didn't i didn't pop in uh, how do you feel about mike tomlin in the questions <laughs> i feel like i would have remembered that news story but you know, I mean, you know, Bradshaw can talk trash on Tomlin, say he'd rather have Noel. But, you know, I watched that Bradshaw doc mm-hmm. and man, he's still scarred by, uh, you know, Noel and the fan and the Pittsburgh fans still. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why we don't see him come back to the come back to the stadium. All Absolutely. The time. 
And I wouldn't, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> who is, who is praising Tomlin though? There must be one voice besides mine in the crowd. A beloved national figure. Yes. Uh, at Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation, former Steelers quarterback Michael Vick had big time praise for Mike Tomlin on Sunday. I meant to get the audio, but uh, I just have the quotes. And it was basically, you know, I was in his locker room, true leader of men, one of the game's greatest coaches. Mm-hmm. So we hear it ad nauseum from his former players and the P- and even the the analytics even the uh you know people who have to do the meetings with him uh, in the booth for the booth if i remember correctly the story was like when vic came back after his incarceration they talked with tony dungy and they were trying to find the right landing place for him and pittsburgh and tomlin was one of them obviously couldn't necessarily do that with ben at the time but that was places where vic would find this exact thing that we're talking about like it's so that was baked into finding Vic into the right place. And, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't like he was asked about Tomlin specifically. He brought up, you know, who deserves credit mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes straight to Mike Tomlin. And, you know, we just see it from every player. Uh, believe the people who know best. You know, you don't see any former player, not, you know, not even Debo, who was for a minute there was kind of being salt dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was, yes, when he when he fell asleep in meetings and they kind of can't stop playing him. Yes. But when he went to New England, I felt yeah. like he was talking squawk a little. Oh, about yeah, the, yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't hear that from him now. Um mm-hmm. You know, uh, look at who just Ronde Barber, you know, Uh, know, like specifically asked Tomlin to present him his jacket. It's Mm -hmm. like these when these people talk and praise Tomlin, listen, listen, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and no one, you know, no, I don't I can't think of any uh, player who is anti Tomlin. Yeah. I mean, off the top of my head, I feel like we'd have remembered it. Kushman Zada. I don't even know if he he's talked some squawk. I mean, yeah, but when he was a player, now he's like a, a trainer assistant guy and he doesn't said anything similar to that. Now that he's like kind of an adult adult. Yeah. So just, you know, lay yeah. off Tom. It's like, get, get just chill. Gosh, what is with it? You know, it's like you got nothing to be mad about Canada for. So, uh, <laughs> well, let's get to uh, the Canada tweets. Let's start with a face turn from the evil genius at Mark Madden X. Mark Madden. This Canada-ish is the is the whole town bullying one guy. You dinks pay lip service to, oh, mental health, call somebody, we care, blah, blah, blah. But you're hypocrites and liars. You're coming together as a group to bully one man. It's a crocka-ish, and you should be ashamed. I thought I was going to become a Mark Madden fan for a minute. Unfortunately, this was just a one-tweet uh, I was going to say, term. the rest of the tweets are, of course, him calling Tomlin coach fraud exclusively, yeah. as he does through the uh, his daily tweets. It, uh, the other, I mean, I, while I agree with the you should be ashamed thing while i do agree with the whole town bullying one guy thing i do not remember at any point uh in steeler fandom where they everyone came together to say call somebody we care about your mental health <laughs> i do not remember that at any point of i think that's just the team. nfl's overarching i think that's one of their themes you know yeah but that's not the theme for the fans though like that's not as a fan you don't buy the jersey and think like oh we support mental health today i mean i see uh his point is valid about these people the blame canada thing is completely out of control it is absolutely a meme in real life of people just do it to get approval of those around them but um but 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 chastising the fans for not caring enough about the mental health of the offensive coordinator is pretty funny in a lot of ways i well i maybe uh you know fans need to do a little mental health check because <laughs> now that part i agree with when you, you put took, it that way if you took inventory uh, in your own life then you're gonna 
you're going to see you don't want to act like that toward others you know it's like you can't do the work for yourself and then still be out there being toxic to others oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's 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 one thing to like oh we need an outlet and all that kind of thing but like why are you on uh social media uh, uh saying incredibly rude things about people nonstop? that's why we say you are the person that you tweet that's as 100 percent correct that'll be the last time that i address it well mm-hmm. maybe this show <laughs> but uh, um <laughs> Um, okay, well, let's, uh, you know, maybe not the, exactly the Mark Madden endorsement here, but mm-hmm. we've got at A Saunders underscore PGH insider Alan Saunders. I don't know about all of that. He's replying to Mark Madden. Mm-hmm. But most of the comments about and reactions to Canada have become so unhinged that it's almost impossible to do anything rational other than defend the guy at this point, whether you think he's doing a good job or not. I don't know if this is where I started on defending him. Maybe this is why I'm on the Mad Canada defense bus. But um, there is something to this about it's just being it's just so much piling on that it's 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 almost becoming a distraction. Uh, well, I, I agree that it's far too much, and it's and absolutely it's become it's unhinged. I mean, I'm glad that guy used this word. I will say, of the people that I've started following since we started this, Alan Saunders and Josh Taylor are my two favorites that I've discovered. I really like these two guys. And, um, but this is and this, but he's right about this. It's so I mean, cartoonish. Like it's not. It's one thing to be oh the offensive coordinator sucks and oh I got to get better and all this kind of thing but the canada stuff is bizarre like it's like i said it's a meme in living form it's people if you say you know something about matt canada you're trying to get the next person next to you to say something even louder and crazier about matt canada yeah it's just yeah it is it's becoming live action role play or something mm-hmm. you know yes. it's just like yes uh mm-hmm. you know it's like i don't want to say let him go away so we can stop this but you know the offense isn't all that different than under Feekner, really in both scheme and in in statistics right and it, truthfully it, you know it, they're kind of on the track that this will be the end of Matt Canada this season anyway the way these things are going but I mean you know well, it, uh, but yeah it's it's the idea that it's just I mean there's been a lot every team's fan base criticizes their offensive coordinator have you ever seen something like this with the people showing up at stands at other stadiums I feel like I'd have remembered that even if it was like the cardinals or the the rams or the 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 jets or something like like yeah i can't think of I, yeah this is just beyond the pale it's so different and yeah. you know and even if he does go you know he's odds are he will go because what did we say a few weeks back like 85 percent of coordinators don't last longer than three years mm-hmm. so 85 is most more than most mm-hmm. elite elite level of production mm-hmm. let matt canada cook but until then we still got cooks in the oven <laughs> One more thing on Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is from Threads, but I don't have a Thread sound, so we'll just Twitter it. <laughs> <laughs> At Skillshot Pinball, um, there's a number of things the NFL shop won't let you do, but this isn't one of them. This guy bought a custom jersey that says Fire Canada, number 69. Of course he got 69. <laughs> you know, that I, you know if, if he's saying NFL shop... Uh, then th- th- we're talking a hundred plus dollars oh, on this. Least. You know, at I go least. to the I go to those uh, Chinese websites overseas, and you know, maybe thirty bucks. And but- I think that would be that that would be at most that I would put into a joke jersey, much less uh, uh, something official. 
I mean, it's it's. I like to think that this person is making this facial expression because their residual embarrassment is beginning to sink in. But I think it's too late for that. Look at that apartment. Doesn't look like he's got one hundred fifty dollars to drop on a on a jersey. He certainly uh, doesn't you know. on whoever's holding this thing, or if it's on like a mic stand or something. It's like this bizarre Dutch angle. It um, no. I mean, this is just weird. I mean, it's this is weird. That's what this is. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. It's unhinged. That's what it is. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah. If you, I, I mean, this could be the symbol that. of unhinged. It's this guy Holtz trying to smile with his fire can of the 69 jersey like yeah why would you spend all that when you can get for free a blame canada sticker (laughs) what jen's talking about i've got a whole bunch still i said i sent out the last batch so if you want your blame canada sticker um hit me up on gmail just kyle christ at gmail.com or in the in the twitters Mm -hmm. or whatever just hit me we've got the i'm I'm giving them for free i've been postage included um All right. How about let's before we get to halftime, why don't we talk a little bit about our quarterback? Oh my God! Thank Groomed. Kenny, you bastard! Well, this isn't this isn't the uh, stat you want to hear about Kenny. <laughs> At Alex Kazora, Alex Kazora, Kenny Pickett is on pace to be sacked forty-seven times this season. That's peak Roethlisberg numbers. The reasons are multiple, but it's something the Steelers must fix. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'd rather talk about player execution more than coaching, and this is something that is more tangible to me, you know, giving up all these sacks. I guess we're lucky that we haven't had more turnovers, really. You have more turnovers, and, more of, and a lot of this is Kenny running into these sacks as well. It's not just the protection. He has a bad habit of going towards the pressure. That's something that's uh, happened many times. But the other part of this is that, you know, if this, it, it, even more so than the turnovers— this is going to get Kenny hurt. He's a much smaller guy than Roethlisberger was at any point in his career. No matter how many, how big his arms got over the off season, he's not. He didn't get any taller. So unless, but this is also this isn't just the players though. This is everybody has to get, figure this specific thing out. This is why they spent uh, so much money to bring in so many guys in the offensive line. At, um, and I do think when the people yell about the Broderick Jones versus Dan Moore Jr. argument, this is one of the things kind of underpin that part of the subtext well you know we'll see because if uh you know kenny is knocked out again and we you know we have to deal with mitch or mace for any kind of extended time mm-hmm. then, you know then i guess we'll you know we can finally see what the value that kenny bring you know i still right. think it's kind of i mean i don't want to say it's incomplete maybe it is an incomplete grade yet on kenny as far as this far into his is it, what are we 20 games in or ten, ten and seven as a starter okay. right? Wasn't that right. it, that the first 17 games he's played now at the, wasn't that the Baltimore one, ten and seven? All right, so you know it's. Uh, are, you, are you willing to give him the, uh, a grade yet at ten and seven? Or I mean, it's it's you know I, I think the grade I give is ten and seven. I mean, it's there's been a lot of things that need to get fixed. It needs to get a lot better. At uh, this season has been disappointing so far, but that's only because expectations were so high. But you know, not as disappointed as last season when we were started two and six. So uh, we already got that, as we said last week. We already got that beat. So, mm-hmm. all right, why don't we head to the commercial break? Um, coming up in the second half, the premiere of the new "Destined to Be" hit single. Yins didn't start the fire. It's like I'm tired of everyone being down. I wanted a pep rally. I wanted a. Oh, okay. uh, I wanted a morale boost, and so uh, you know, if you can't, if you, you got to do it yourself. You can't. Okay. You, if you can't beat it, you got to do it yourself. Or so I don't know what the saying is. Close enough. I think we got. I think we got. You, you want to get it done. You want to get the job done. You do it yourself. So yeah. I'm. I'm here with the. 
with the uh, with the morale boost. The tush push of morale. And Gangaroonie Court oh. will finally get one of these tweeters to step in the ring and defend their hot takes. That's coming up in the second half. <laughs> It's the second half of what Jin's talking about. We promised the debut of the new hit single, Yin's Didn't Start the Fire. But first, you know, we bring you the hot and toxic takes every week, but we never give these tweeters a chance to defend themselves. Mm. Until now. That's right. What you're witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. <laughs> They are actual Steeler fans from social media. We'll settle their disputes here. Or my disputes. On what Jin's talking about. Today, we have one of the men behind maybe the most influential Steelers account on social media. At Blitzburg. It's Chris Ward. Chris, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? I really appreciate uh, you guys asking for me to come on and uh, defend some of our, our takes on Blitzburg. Uh, some of them, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of people comment on sometimes. Some of them, uh, you know, they you know ruffle some feathers. You know, with this team right now, what's going on with the? Well, you've just stepped into <laughs> the Kangarooni Court. Oh God! <laughs> the Honorable Greg Benevin is presiding. All rise. I'm your prosecuting attorney, Kyle Kreis. The Blitzberg account. Some would accuse you of being a Steeler hater on the down low. Mm. And the penalty would be to have to turn in your towel. Do, do you believe that your account is a secret hater account? Chris, well, one thing is that we, we, we like we like to be honest. Uh, some of the takes and um, really like where we're at right now is we're frustrated with the the lack of success of no playoff win since the 2016 season. Uh, that's not the standard for the Steelers. We're, we're, we just feel like that they're stuck in this mediocre like nine and eight you know, eight wins or like, you know, the, the whole, like Tomlin, you know, is a great coach. Like we appreciate everything that he's done for the Steelers, but like the, his non losing seasons streak is like, it's impressive, but it's a little overrated too. At the same time, like there has to be some playoff uh, success. That's a strong opening statement. Let's get, let's, (laughs) let's take a look at some of these tweets. Let's bring up here. uh, Do we have the tweet? We've got, I don't know what this is from this week. Mediocre Tomlin, that's his new name. It's getting very tiresome with how the Steelers continue to live in the 80s. Are you even <laughs> old enough to remember those 80s teams, Chris? No, no, I'm not. I was born in 1994, so uh, oh. like, it, you know, I probably should have been 70s. I were like 70s, 80s, like because that was the heyday of the 70s, like the Steelers. Um, but yeah, like we kind of feel like some things the Steelers do is a little outdated. You know they they have you know they have kind of come with the time as far as like you know uh, Colbert towards the end of there he made a trade there for Mika Fitzpatrick and we, we like we like the things that Omar Khan's done he was aggressive you know trading up for Roger Jones the Chase, Chase Claypool trade was you know absolutely that was a, a, a mm-hmm. fleece there what they did there 
Uh, so, like, so some of those things, uh, you know, like, this the Mac Canada thing is, is really kind of been frustrating us the most. I, I think mm-hmm. Stewart have to uh, be a little more innovative offensively. Like, they thought Mac Canada, Mac Canada, what he did in college, you know, he did all these, like, shift motions, the jet sweep, but uh, it hasn't really uh, came to fruition in the NFL with the Steelers because I saw a stat today where the, uh, the they're running, like, 8% uh, – of like mo- at, when they're motioning, like at the snap of the ball, like it's like eight percent or something like that, and the Dolphins are like at fifty-two percent or something like that. So I, I feel like um, offensively, I feel like they're they're very behind the rest of the league. You know, you're a little. You know, maybe maybe it's a generational thing because we I've I've lived through those '80s years, and so you know the younger fans are saying nine and eight is mediocre, and I'm saying, well, I can remember three cower teams that went six and ten. You know, those were some mediocre years. Um, the the null years at the end there, like '88, um, were were just as bad. You know, even um, but even you know even the '89 season where we had some blowout games like we've seen this year, we still turned it around and made it to the playoffs. So, you know, um, are, are, like, are you saying that you're giving up on the team at this point at three and two, or could they still turn it around in your, in your head? Oh, I mean, I, I don't, I think they're, I think their ceiling is like nine and eight. Like, and I'm probably, you might, might be like a hater for that. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't, I think they need a new offense coordinator. Uh, Kenny Pickett has to play better as well too. He's not. I think he at least needs a chance though, with uh, you know a competent offense coordinator other than Matt Canada. Like the Steelers, like they're not terrible. Like they, they'll they'll beat they'll beat up on some bad quarterbacks here like late in the year. But like I I I would I would be surprised. Like I think coming in the season we thought ceilings like they have to win at least a playoff game. They, like, if they get to the playoffs and they just get destroyed like they have been the last uh, two times they, they made the playoffs, then I, I think that's below the standard still of what, what Steeler fans and, uh, um, you know, the expectations of the whole organization is. But, um, yeah, I, I think I think they have to at least win a playoff game. And, but I, I think I think they'll go like 9-8. That's what I said before the season started, and I'll, I'll stick with that. So nine and eight, but if they pull pull off a win in the playoffs, would that would that be a, a win for you? That I, I think it'll be in the, they'll be headed in the right direction if that happens. Mm. Um, you know, Your Honor, I can remember Please. the Feekner era mm-hmm. of uh, Steelers, and that offense wasn't too much different than the Matt Canada era. Would you would you say that's correct? Uh I mean, I think. The Canada effort's been a little... It feels like there's been something of a steady decline since the Feekner days. It, uh, what do you say, Chris? You know, the you know three years of Feekner before these years of Canada. But So why is Canada getting all this kind of hate and uh, attention? Yeah, Feekner wasn't that much better, really. I, I mean, I think we and you know, our account and Steelers, they ripped on Feekner a lot. Too. I mean, Todd Haley, we ripped on him too, and he he was a lot better. Just you look at the stats and what they've mm-hmm. done, and you know Ben Roethlisberger was like pretty much in his prime there, and you know Feetner, you know Ben was still there. Uh, I don't Matt Canada just like I mean he did have Roethlisberger was like you know towards his end there at the last year, and he didn't really have much to work with. But I, I think last year just showed that this guy's not competent to be an NFL offense coordinator, and this year's shown that. Too. I mean they they have five touchdowns in five games. I think. They're tied for the fewest with the Giants in the whole league. Um, 
I mean, maybe after the bye week they'll pick things up. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really too opti- optimistic about it, though. What, you know, if um, you, you're you're probably one of the most influential accounts mm-hmm. on Twitter for Steelers fans. Does, you know, what kind of responsibility does that come with? You like, you, you know, do you have to um, be, you know, have more reasonable takes or is it just about giving the fans what they want? And re- right now it's they want they want red meat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we, you know, we like to be honest, you know, you know how we you know all our opinions is like how we feel and, and everything and you know i know sometimes you know my you know upset people or what but as far as having a you know big account just like just be careful what we tweet and stuff you know like you don't want people to be offended but also you want to be you know a lot of people get offended on x now that they call it yeah, so no. it's like you know yeah, there is a, there's a fine line where you have to walk you know you, you don't want to upset everyone and you know offend someone but still it's like your opinion on a, on a, you know, at the end of the day, it's still entertainment. Football. You know, like we we don't like Matt Camp, but like we we don't like like hate him in the way like you know he's still a human being and everything. You know, you know. To be honest, I I, I thought you know my personal opinion, maybe not the account. I thought it was a little too much with the at the Penguins game. It didn't even have anything to associate with the Steelers. There we go. From the chant fire Matt Canada. That that's my personal thing. I thought that was kind of uncalled for the in, in my my opinion. Let's look at. Let's go to another tweet here. We've got. Uh, from this week, nothing wrong with Steeler fans voicing their displeasure for the current Steelers product. That doesn't make you less of a fan. The line with "Oh well, you're a fake fan" is played out. The Steelers' offense blows. Now, you know, I won't say that it makes you a fake fan, but I'll just say, you know, maybe you're maybe not a fan. You know, is it okay to just say, uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a do or die fan. I'm uh, I don't know what the term is. I don't want to say fair weather, but is it you know is it okay? for some fans to just be there when it's good and then when it's bad to tune it out? I, th- I think, you know, fans, you know, like, they're, they're just like, that. we expect better, uh, you know, our account, like, our, our views and everything. Like, we think Matt Canada, it, it all goes back to Matt Canada. Like, I, I feel like <laughs> Tomlin made a mistake going into the season. I, I thought they should have got rid of him and got a new office coordinator for Kenny Pickett. I, I think it's hurting Pickett's development, too. You know, he hasn't looked great this year. I mean, Maybe he's not it. Maybe he's not the future of the court, uh, in quarterback for the Steelers, but he at least needs needs to uh, have a chance. And I, I don't think they have the proper coordinator right now. But I'm, like, like you know, we're not going to like dis- disband the Steelers, but because of you know what's going on and stuff. Like we, you know, we still hope they do well and everything. But we we think it's important to have our opinion out there and ha- have it honest. We're like we're not just going to be a, give a cookie cutter like you know, go Steelers, like, you're the best, like, kind of response. Well, yeah, I think that's, I think that's obvious for anyone who follows. Uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you say, uh, you know, uh, before we get out of here, what do you say, the, you know, the players seem to be defending, the players all seem to defend Tomlin, and it seems a, a good majority of them are even defending Canada. I hear people like Jalen Warren and Najee, you know, they're saying it's it's about player execution, it's not about the play calling. You know, does that, is that, uh, you know, make you reconsider anything when you, when the players are all in their corner like that? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. You take with a grain of salt. I mean, they're they're going the professional way about it, which you know is is the right thing to do. You can't really throw your coach under the bus. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that Tomlin hasn't come out and like defended Canada in like a you know more like abrupt way, like saying like, oh, this is our offensive coordinator. Like, this is like what we're doing. And he hasn't really done that yet, which is kind of 
interesting. I, I know when after the first uh, home game or the, the second home game against the Browns, he uh, the, the media asked him about the fire can chance, and he said he basically said like you know we're in the entertainment industry. He, he said we want our fans to be uh, you know like something like along the lines about fat, happy, and sassy or something like yeah. that. So something like that, and uh, yeah, so like. I, and Matt Canada said in the past, like, you know, I would rather have, like, I want to be in this position. You know, I don't want to have a job where no one talks about it. And, well, certainly everybody's talking. You mean say, like, every job in Pittsburgh, like, no one's job is criticized more than Matt Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, I think the fans are definitely fat, sassy, and spoiled this season. Um, yeah. Chris, you know, you, you you came on and defended it like a champ. I got to yeah. go to the judge. Do you have a ruling judge? You yeah, know? I, I think I think this guy's a lot more sensible than we thought. That's my ruling. <laughs> I think the next time we have to find someone genuinely unhinged. This guy's intelligent and knows what he's talking about and is a reasonable person when you talk to him. Next time you have to find an actual crazy person for us to yell at. We can't do it with this guy. This guy's great. He's smart. I like talking to him. This this is this is this is. I'm glad we did this because I met a cool guy. I mean, that's that's what we got out of this. Like, Chris, you get to keep your towel. You, you don't so. have to turn yeah. in the towel. Blitzburg well, has, I mean, what, uh, 90,000 some followers? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, it's got to be one of the biggest one or two uh, Steeler accounts on there. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Uh, anything you want to plug before uh, we take off? I'll just, I'll just I'll keep on coming out of the count. You know, uh, you know, we welcome all opinions, you know, uh, you know, you know, we just, we, uh, you know, sometimes we say things that are, might be controversial, but you know, we're still you know Steelers supporters at the end of the day. You know, the, the, this has been our been rooting for them. You know, all, all our lives really, and um, you know, it, it's nothing personal. It's just kind of like uh, just our brutal, honest opinion kind of thing. You know, we, we, we want what's best for the team, and uh, you know, like I said, not, not, none of it's uh, uh, personal. All right. Well, Chris, okay. uh, thanks for coming on, mm-hmm. and uh, court is adjourned. Thank you very much. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, if, if anyone else wants to come on the show and defend your hot takes and enter the kangaroo court, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. You know, we'll, we're, we're, we're willing to, to tell fans to turn in their towels. Um, we're also willing to talk to just about anybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, well, we've been, we've been promising all show the debut of the new song. And, you know, I, it's like, I, I just wanted to, it's like a, pe- I wanted a pep rally, you know, mm. I'm tired of everyone being negative. We're going into a stretch now. We need the Steelers to win. Mm. So, you know, it's time for a pep rally. And so this is the debut of our news track. Yin's didn't start the fire. Feel free to sing along to the chorus if you guys want to. <laughs> Help me out here, coach. <laughs> Joey Porter, William Gay, Terry Bradshaw's Way, Darren Perry, Jordan Berry, David DeCastro, Andy Russell, Jason Gilden, Yancey Thigpen, Kendall Simmons, Cameron Hayward, Connor Hayward, Green Comma Mean Joe. Slash Duck, Bubby B, Big Snacks on the PUP, BMAC breaks up Reggie Wayne, Troy Speech at the Hall of Fame, Debo's picking 43, Woodson's got a healed knee, Kimu Atu Fua Matu Ma'afala ball game. It was always burning since the towels were twirling. Yins 
didn't start the fire, but we're still beholden to the black and golden. Tony Dungy, Todd Haley, Harbaugh with the Hail Mary, David Little, Brian Hinkle, Harrison, punt block, Bettis fumble, goal line, Tomlin cross the sideline, Wallen keeps the dream alive, Wildcat walk off. Bill Dunn, Eric Green, AB's got a winning lean, Donnie Shell and Jack Ham, Presley Harvin, Guy and Stan, Dick LeBeau's deception, DJ's interception, Quiver Quake, Carnell Lake, Immaculate Reception. Always burning since the towels were twirling. Yins didn't start the fire, but we're still beholden to the black and golden. Taylor picks off Hasselback, Tommy Maddox come back, Ryan Clark, Myron Cope, Jim Clack, Chris Hope, Willie Parker's TD run, Danny Smith is chewing gum, Big Ben to Santonio, Steelers win the Super Bowl. Rocky Blyer back from Nam, O.T. Walkoff Mendenhall, Marcus Gilbert Fanica, Colbert trades for Minka, Mel Blunt's got a new rule, Fook was got a new spool, Tunches in a new booth, Fans are chanting Friar Moose. It was always burning since the towels were twirling. Yins didn't start the fire, but we're still beholden to the black and golden. Wizen, Hunt, and Pickett, Ken, Rooney goes to Ireland, Hines, Ward, Webster, Nolis crowned the Emperor, Frank becomes a general, trickery from Randall L, Vance, Mac, Banasack, Farrier, Charlie Batch, Willie Williams third down, Gary Russell's touchdown, Mason's got a first round grade, better play some Renegade. It was always burning since the towels were twirling, Yins didn't start the fire. But we're still beholden to the black and golden. Lambert's grin, Cowers chin, TJ's got a sack again. Lynn Swan's twinkled toes, Roethlisberger's broken nose. Juju lays out perfect, Perla's playoff perfect. Stallworth's catching 14, Brian's flipping Cincy. Wagner with the INT, Boswell's kicking 50s. Timmins, Woodley, bathroom brawls with Jeffrey. Turkey eating killer bees, Pouncy and Dermotti. Polka's at the parties, 60 kilo parties. It was always burning since the towels were twirling. Yins didn't start the fire. But when we grow old, it will still be black and gold and gold and gold. Yeah! Wow. If you're not I mean, fired that was, that up now. Amazing. That was an amazing performance. That was, yes, really. I mean, that, that, yeah, wow. If you're not fired up for the rest of the season and turn in your towel. I'm actually kind of exhausted. That was an impressive performance. I mean, that was, that was, I'm tired watching you. That was great. That really was. I, and for the record, the song was more melodic because I did not join you on the chorus. Yeah. I was hoping for some, I'm, uh, I, I would believe me. The song was better than the, for me not doing so, but no, that you put an incredible amount of work into that. And that obviously showed in every moment. Yeah. The puppet movements alone. Right, right, right. <laughs> Swain. Yeah, well, don't tell the listening audience it was a puppet. That's for the oh. YouTube crowd only. Exactly, yeah. and imagine you can watch this on YouTube. Yes. At um. Well, I think the band is trying to take the field. Sure. They're not impressed. Yeah, so much <laughs> I think I think they are. All right, some odds and ends here. Let's get to at Alex Kazora. 
Since 2007, no NFL team has played in more one-score games than the Pittsburgh Steelers, 153. Huh. And no team has a higher winnage percentage in those games than the Steelers. Win close, win ugly, win late, just win. That's Pittsburgh's philosophy. I see so many fans complaining like, oh, another heart attack, or, you know, thank God it was a bye week. I didn't have my heart attack. This is how it's always been. It's never been a... You know, like it's not, never been one of these blowout teams. It's never been a Harlem Globetrotters. The Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, play fourth quarter, one possession football. And and there's fewer, even the best teams rarely blow out the other team all that much. And I mean, the Steelers have only been blown out really in the last few years. It didn't happen for a long, long time. So yeah, it's until recently. But um, but yeah, so they they do tend to play more close games than they do tend to win more of them. The heart attacks, obviously, you know, that's fine. You sit through it because they're probably going to win the game. 60 minute I, I remember going back to Cowers 60 minute man oh the Ray Seals came out with I used to have the, I used to have the t-shirt that said that oh I'd love I would love that shirt I, be... I, I think I got like gasoline stains on it from my go-kart but yeah I'll, oh. if I find that when I go home I'll look for it you know and and, and, and even in more sometimes more than 60 we have many yes. overtimes we've had a few oh. a couple overtimes recently mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. Even more than 60 minutes. If you're oh. turning it off before 60 minutes, then you're missing the best part. <laughs> Who cares about the, oh, no, first quarter, first downs. It's not, that's not when the game happens. It's the fourth quarter. Okay, how about at Justin from FS, Justin Ottstadt. One thing is for sure, the Steelers' chances of making the playoffs are good because many teams in the NFL currently are not much better. They're not getting there because they're a good team, but rather the teams around them are roughly just as poor. Any given Sunday hasn't been more true. It's not, you know, it's There's not like... There's a lot of truth to this. This is a pretty reasonable take. Yeah, I've seen, you know, we've seen a lot of crappy... I mean, look at Dallas. They've had some crappy games. Look at, um, you know, besides Philly and, and San Fran, and they who each just lost crappy games. Right. Oh, yeah. Detroit's right there, too, with them. But, I mean, but it's not like... But if that were to go awry at any moment, you wouldn't be in the slightest bit surprised. It, um, I might even amend this, too. It's not that the teams around them are just... are roughly just as poor. It's also that they're just as uneven. Or they're just as also facing injuries. Or they're just as also, you know, not deep. Like, that's... So, there's a lot of teams that all... It's it's not just any given Sunday. It's who gets hot in a long enough time. So, yeah. So, I think this person's very correct. Yeah. It's parody that the league wants. So, yeah. Right. Everyone is dealing with injuries. Everyone is dealing with depth. Mm-hmm. Everyone is dealing with salary cap uh, issues in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um it's you know it's just not this it's, we just pay attention to the Steelers as right. Steelers fans so mm-hmm. we think that you at least know, I try to yeah yeah but mm-hmm. it's so it's every it's, it's this is the NFL mm-hmm. it's not just the Steelers yeah it's not <laughs> which you know we it's like the the days of the '76 Steelers are over now there's not going to be a team like that again you know no and when it is it'll be something like it's like the Patriots or it's like the Chiefs where there's like kind of it's like one great quarterback maybe one other great player et cetera et cetera so yeah that's and that's once a generation kind of stuff even the 08 defense couldn't win in 010 you know and right. which, which which Tomlin said was the better defense you know mm-hmm. or got beat by Tebow you know the best defense in the world could get beat by maybe the least deserving quarterback <laughs> in the NFL that's the NFL all right should we give the uh maybe the final word to at the drum the drum Legendary NFL safety Troy Polamalu promotes the safety features in the new Hyundai Tucson. Have you seen this? Uh... I, I haven't, just because in the screenshot there was far too much gray in Troy's hair. For Man, he's gotten he's getting older really quick, isn't he? I mean, he even had the ad with hair and shoulder, head and shoulders, and now it's already so much gray. Like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm like, I'll watch that, but then I haven't just because of that. 
Yeah, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be silver soon. We're yes. never, we're never gonna remember the after. We're about two years away from never remembering the dark haired Troy. Right, exactly. It's gonna Only be, seeing that in pictures and videos. He's yes. gonna be Gandalf the Gray and. Uh, <laughs> And this commercial was weird because it was showing it was all about the safety features uh -huh. of the so it was just showing how bad of a driver he was. He oh, was like, oh, that was the joke. Oh, yeah, okay. he was like almost hitting people and oh, almost. Geez. And I was just like, is this a, is this like a CTE thing? Like what's what's? <laughs> it's a weird commercial. And um, did they play with the idea that like okay, here's the safety features from a guy who was a safety. Safety, yeah, okay, they did yes, do that. Oh, they okay, did do that. Did, okay, but you know they made him. He did, you know for being the one of the greatest safeties in the game, he was one of the worst driving drivers. safety <laughs> safety drivers. I don't know. Ah, uh, Troy. At least he's getting. I don't know. At least he's getting. Oh yeah, yeah. Work. This is remember when he used to post those ads about like go see this movie. They had to do that for like Warner Brothers or something on Instagram. I'm glad to see he's doing this. Instead. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, someone a, a Hall of Famer with a, who I'm sure is uh, you know yes fine uh, financially mm -hmm. while we're out here struggling can't get the can't get these commercials. I dropped my commercial agents. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? That's what we've been talking about. I think that's go. what we've been talking about. Um. Big thanks to Blitzberg for having the guts to come on today. Uh, you know, you, you, we 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 had some fun. It was it's all in fun. We didn't. Yes. Uh, I didn't necessarily take it easy on him, but which is what this is supposed to be because it's fandom. It's supposed to be fun. It's it's harder when you're saying it face to face. Oh but, yeah, uh, for sure. But I just meant in general. <laughs> yeah. No, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to. So keep the conversation going on social media. Uh, get me on TikTok because I, I I want I'm, I'm really only want to be on TikTok. Twitter is just so garbage. It's the worst. And I don't know. I'm just not picking up threads yet. I, you mm -hmm. know, I'll check it out here and there. But mm -hmm. um, anyway, I'm Kyle Kreis on TikTok. Uh, Greg, where are you on uh, social predominantly media? Predominantly Instagram at Greg Benevent. B as in boy. E and E. B as in Victor. E and T. Uh, leave us a comment on Apple iTunes or maybe YouTube. Subscribe, all that fun. Punch the buttons, whatever. Um, help us with the algorithm. Um, if not, we'll just uh, we'll see you next week when we're back into the games. Yes, imagine that. We can have uh, you know. Gosh, I really. It's like I hope there's someone else to pick on. I, you know, I don't want to say I hope someone has a bad game, just so we're not picking on the usual suspects. But but you're gonna be able to find somebody to that somebody's going to say something toxic and ridiculous. I think they could win by seventy on Sunday, and that's going to happen. That is correct. That is uh, your. You're exactly right. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Okay. Until next week, um, we. Oh, and if you're in LA, eh, I don't know. I thought about going down the game. It takes like two and a half hours to get there by um, uh, by metro. Furthermore, uh, so uh, you know, are we gonna go to the game? I don't know. Probably not. Tickets are. are I, tickets are. If the tickets go sale, down, go down low enough, I might actually still pick one up. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. Until then, keep listening to your coach. Be the best selves. That's gonna be required. Stay in school.